Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Awesome, thank you, Tammy. Kia ora, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Or should I say, Atamarie? Morina? Kia ora, Koto? Or Tina Koto for a little bit more formal? How many people understood what I was talking about then? I need a few more hands in the room. I was, uh, I was um, texting and uh, communicating with Pastor Jake Langridge, who uh, is uh, the pastor of Monaco Equippers. And um, he was saying that uh, someone's going to visit this morning and they, uh, you'll notice him because he'll be the only brown guy there. I was like, hey, well, that, that's just rude, damn rude. So I wrote back and said, oh, that's right. when, we, when, when I come and visit, you'll notice me because I'll be the only white guy there. So uh, he was like touche, but great thing about it is I love culture. I, I love culture. Um, you know, I was thinking about uh, the Samoan culture and being able to go there uh, many years ago to serve the community there. And when, when the, the tsunami went through, and I, lo- I love getting to meet the people and the, the chief of the villages. And I, I, love, I love going to India. Who's been to India? Some of us have been to India and Pastor Banu, and, and, and learning the culture over there. Um, I, uh, I love, I've, I've been to the UK, and there's a culture there. Who likes their tea? Anyone? Scones and tea? Uh, there's lots of different culture. And so good morning to you from any culture, wherever you are, whatever you relate to, whatever you connect to. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sort of a, just a Kiwi. Uh, a European Kiwi. I um, I don't have heaps of culture. Um, I love learning culture. I mean, I do have a culture, my own culture, I guess. Um, but I, 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 my my culture is a little bit challenging because um, my father comes from some level of Jewish background, which some of you may have heard the story, but we can only tra- trace it back three generations. Uh, just because he was, a, they came from a staunch Jewish family, and, he, and uh, my great great grandfather did something he wasn't supposed to that offended the culture of the Jewish people, and so they actually exiled him, kicked him out of their home, and so that's as far back as I know about my culture from my dad's side, my mum's side. Some of you may have heard this before. My culture goes back uh, uh, only to we don't know who her father was. Uh, just through different circumstances, you can figure it all out. But we don't know who her father was. Her father was either came from a direct descendant of Sir Ernest Rutherford, one of New Zealand's most famous scientists. I can, can you feel the intelligence coming off me right now? Uh, or she came, uh, or her, her, her father, her biological father, uh, came from a Chinese descendant, uh, last name Hao Chow. And um, so I'm, I'm just excited about whatever culture I am. Uh, and so, but his God, his, God's made me the way he's made me. God's made you the way he's made you. And, and you're connected to a level of culture. Here's the thing. Um, I, love, I love our New Zealand culture. I love our Maori culture. Uh, I love d- inviting people into my home from different cultures. In fact, yesterday I was driving home and I saw this amazing Beautiful. Uh, it must have been a, 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 a an Indian wedding party, and they were uh, just looked fantastic. In fact, I was driving. I was like, I was the guy gawking. I was like, slowed right down, and just beautiful. The color of the um, 
uh, the dresses or the saris, is that maybe I'm, I'm going out on a whim there. Um, but then the guy, the guy was all dressed up too, and he, and he had that amazing rat head. Sorry about my terminology, but he had something that was, definitely looked like a wedding party, and it just looked amazing to celebrate the different cultures. And this morning, as, as we celebrate Waitangi Day in New Zealand, I pray that we, we as New Zealanders, uh, celebrate the culture of Waitangi. It's really important that we embrace uh, one another. See, the culture of Waitangi, Waitangi was set up. Obviously, as New Zealanders, you'll know that when uh, the European English came to New Zealand many years back, don't take me on my history right now, um, but they, there was a, they came and they met the Maori culture of the, of the people of the land, and they wanted to form a treaty a treaty to bring people together and to protect one another and to go forward stronger in life. That was the ideal, uh, how that outworked itself. We're not going to go into that, uh, but it's about bringing cultures together. So I don't know about you, but there is also uh, different cultures all around the world. You'll know it. Think about your culture for a second. Where did you come from? What was your DNA makeup? Has anyone had one of those DNA tests about what you're made up of? Uh, you know, and we have this culture. But coming to this culture, when it comes to our identity and our reliability, really this morning what I want to talk about is there's one culture that, that triumphs over every culture. There is one superior culture in this world. People are like going, be careful here. I see Desiree's like going, hold on, where are you going with this? But there is a superior culture that we need to embrace. And that culture is kingdom culture. It's kingdom culture. I'm excited about where we're created from, where mum and dad came from, the culture uh, that you might connect to. But there's one culture that as believers or, or followers of Christ, we have to embrace in life, which is kingdom culture. Because you can take kingdom culture and put it into any culture. And from there on, we can get to serve the Lord. There's, you know, as I was doing a little bit of research in and around the, the Treaty of Waitangi, I, I came across this phrase, which I, I think was, is really, really helpful. And in establishing the Treaty of Waitangi, there was this concept or, or idea where was, they talked about some principles. And in fact, I'll read this here. It's the three Ps, as they are often referred to, are the principles of partnership, participation, and protection. These underpin the relationship between the government and the Māori under the Treaty of Waitangi. These principles are derived from the underlying tenets of the treaty. They are used to bridge the gap between the little, literal differences between Māori and the English. These are principles when it comes to the kingdom. There's those principles when they wrote the Treaty of Waitangi. And this morning, I actually believe we can actually take these three principles and, and educate and, and share how, how they work in the kingdom of God. Amen? See, this, this, where I want to start with this morning is, is you can write anything down. You can write whatever you want on paper. You can, you can like, and, and have principles. How many of you, some of you have signed a, a, a wedding certificate? You can write it down on paper, but who knows that the paper actually holds no weight. 
might hold weight when it comes to a court of law or something like that. But really what holds weight is actually the power of agreement around these principles. And it is nothing like the power of agreement in the kingdom of God. With, who, who, like, who, who knows that, if, if the, that you've tried to live life in where there's disagreement? Who's grateful? I use this all the time. I'm grateful that we've all chosen a side of the road to drive on. Who's glad? Who's in, in agreement with that? Who knows that? It would be carnage if we just chose any side of the road. There, there's no agreement. But in the kingdom, where, we, where, where the power of God comes from is where there is agreement. Many of you may have read or may know in Matthew chapter 18, uh, there's the scripture that says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, if you understand that scripture or you hear it sometimes as one-liners, you've got to understand the context of, of where, um, where it's coming from. And I just felt that the Holy Spirit said, you haven't prayed yet. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for agreement right now that prayer works. Holy Spirit, come into this place and lead us in Jesus' name. See, you, when in Matthew 18, it says that we're two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst. See, that's actually because Jesus is there because a whole lot of Jesus has had to happen. What do I mean by that? Let's, understand, let's unpack that a little bit. Where it comes to agreement, a whole lot of Jesus has had to happen. Who knows where there's been a disagreement, that, that, that when people come to an agreement, it means that there's been some level of humility. There's been some level of patience. There's been some level of preference giving over. There's been some level of grace. There's been some level of compromise. There's been some level of faith and trust. There's been some level of selflessness. There's been some level of forgiveness. So all of that, that's why Jesus is meeting where two or three are gathered together in agreement, there I am, is because there's been a culture established through that disagreement. And now where there comes agreement, Jesus has worked already in the middle of all of it. When it comes to kingdom culture, I pray we have agreement in life. We have agreement around the Word of God. Who, 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 who loves getting online and, and reading down Facebook threads about the Word of God? I pray you don't. There's nothing wrong. I was like, oh my God. I, I did it. I was like, oh, let's just read for a second. I got two comments in. I was like, nah, stuff this. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? No, this is a waste of time. That's what I should have said. But why? Because there's just so much disagreement. Now, the Bible brings us together. It should bring us together. The principle of God should be bringing people together in agreement. I'm sorry to the production team. I, I, I've sent you an email, but I didn't communicate with you. But do you have the photos that I, I sent to you? You do. Thank you very much, team. Uh, so many of you might know, I want to throw the first picture up of this building. Some of you, um, I'm going to take a pop quiz here. All right, put your hand up if you know what that building is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose someone. You've got to give me the right answer, otherwise you buy me lunch. All right, put the, put the second photo up just to make sure they're confident. James's hand is going up and down half. All right, All right James Brimmer, what is that photo of? No. All right, he's buying me lunch. Anyone else want to have a guess? 
Anyone? I'll give you a clue. It is in the nation of Rarotonga. No one knows. Was this? Anyway, moving on. Andrew knows. Well, you've heard me use this before, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah. James can buy you lunch. Um, this, is, this is the Sheraton Hotel in Rarotonga. The Sheridan Hotel was built in 1987 and has not, not one person has slept in a bed in that hotel. Why? Because what happened was as they, as they were building a partnership together of the government and the Italian government and Italian bank, they found out that the Italian bank was laundering mafia money through Rarotonga to build this building. And since 1987, there has been so many people trying to get this building up off the ground. People, basically every single year, they've sold it and someone else has bought it. Someone sold it, someone else has bought it. And still to this day, this is what it looks like. Why? Because of the power of disagreement. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a life of, of, of total capacity in God, total grace in God, living like this because there is no agreement in my life with the kingdom of God. And right now, this has actually been used. I, I, I researched it up. It's now used as a paintball facility. Anyone want to go to Rarotonga and play paintball now? Anyway, what a shame, though. What a, what a, what a shame. Something that could have been a beautiful building and served so many tour, uh, tourists and, and the economy in Rarotonga now is just a derelict old building not being used. This morning, I want to just share real quickly around the three principles that I talked about around trying to establish the, the Treaty of Waitangi, but around the kingdom of God. And those three principles are partnership, participation, and protection. Real quick, in Galatians chapter 3, verses 28, in the English Standard Version, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen this morning. In partnership, we are one in Christ Jesus. If you are a believer, born again, declared Christ as your Lord and Savior, we are one in Christ Jesus. That's why I love it where we can go to Samoa, I can go to Tonga, I can go to India, I can go to Manila, and we are one in Christ Jesus. There might be different expressions and different welcomings. I went to Manila and they tried to make me eat a half-cooked chicken in the egg stool. That's one part of the culture I didn't want to experience. But man, did I love experience, praise and worship with them. Man, did I love reaching out into the homeless and to the, and to the tip faces. We're in partnership. We are one in Christ. This morning, we're one in Christ. John chapter 13, verse 34. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. We're partnership in Christ where we love one another. We love one another. What is it? Love conquers all. Oh, well, that person did that. Well, this person did that. Well, we're one in Christ. We are who we are. If we can't go and reconcile to one another, what are we? We're divided in Christ. No, we're one in Christ. We choose the partnership. We choose stepping forward with Jesus. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 
This is 4 through 6, NIV. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. From the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ's return. We're in partnership with one another, but we are in partnership with Jesus in the gospel. When Jesus died on the cross, took the penalty of our sin, rose again, rose again on the third day, victorious and glorious, we have partnership in that. That's why I'm so, so excited tonight that there's baptisms. Why? Because the ba- baptisms are visual, visual uh, outside um, declarations of what Jesus has done on the inside. When, when we die and we go under the water and we come back out, cleansed, washed by the blood of Jesus, that's a visual outward appearance of what God has done on the inside. And we, we are partnering with Christ. Do you know we're still partnering with Christ? We don't just partner with Christ for our salvation. Whenever you're the day that you realize that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for you. No, we're still partnering with Christ in the, in, in the gospel of every single day. When do you need grace? Well, we're partner with Christ. When do you need patience? Partner with Christ. When do you need love? Partner with Christ. When do you need healing? Partner with Christ. When do you need breakthrough? Partner with with Christ. See, there's kingdom culture is partnership in the gospel. Amen. Keep moving because we've got a little bit to get through. Next, next principle is participation. See, there's a partnership, but there's also now a participation. See, sometimes you can partner with someone. Who, who, what's the easiest thing that you've partnered with but no participation? It's the gym. Who's, 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 who's going to be honest and say, I've, I've par- uh, partnered with the gym, but I've not participated with the gym? I, I did. I, 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 had to do, I actually did the walk of shame at the end of last year because it had been 18 months and I'd never partnered with the gym. Well, I'd partnered financially, but not physically. I walked into the gym because I believe in, 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 in finishing things well. I'm not just going to send a text message or not turn up or just cut off the, the bank. I went in. I, went, I said, hey, man. In fact, in fact, the person who owned the gym wasn't there. So I was able to talk to someone. But then I re-found them. Who knows the parallel here anyway? And I found them and I said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm not coming for a while. I just, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go swimming and, you know, who knows that I haven't been swimming yet? <laughs> All right. No, see, there's, a, there's a, a partnership, but what about the participation? There's a principle of partnership, but the principle of participation. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, chapter 3, sorry, verses 5 through 9, the NIV. What after all is Apollos? And what, are, what is Paul? Or, or only servants through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. 
You are God's field, God's builders. See, there's got to be participation. I look around this room and I think of the gifts that are on people's lives and the graces. But is it, are you outworking them? Are you, are you using those gifts? Are you using those grace for the kingdom of God? I'm talking about for the kingdom. You might be a great business person. Hey, yeah, it's great that you're a great business person, but how are you using it for the kingdom? How are you using that for the kingdom? Are you participating in kingdom culture, not just worldly culture? Because you can use everything. I love the fact that in town right now, we've got a, we've got a just past the octagon, there's a place called Servants. And a whole lot of medical professionals volunteer their time to go and serve in Servants. Why? Because they're using, they're partnering with God and partnering with the grace and the gifts that are on their lives to be able to serve the kingdom of God. Some of us are Paul. Some of us are Apollos. We one plants, one waters, but God is the one that makes things grow. See, I love the fact that Leah and, and Johnny are picking up youth. And they're like, well, how, I, I'm not sure how to do this. Well, just do you and you do you. And God's going to make it grow. I love the fact that people are just going, you know what? Uh, I've got fun. I've got faith. Uh, 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 we've, we care about the next generation. Okay, God, we're going to water. We're going to seed. But God, we're believing that you're making it grow. See, there's a partnership that God wants us to step into. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, 5 in the NIV, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through this, these, He has given us His very great and precious promise so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. I, I love this fact that it says we may participate in His divine nature. See, how often do we just live our lives naturally? How often do we live our lives and outwork our talent that God's given us, but we don't, we don't really participate or step in to God's divine nature where, where God's got a grace, God's got spiritual gifts on every single person's life. Are you excited about that this morning? Otherwise, we're just, we're just doing what we're doing. And I want to encourage you, come on, there's, there's spiritual gifts on your life. And let's step in and, and, and stir up the gifts, God says, in your life to go and bless people. I, I love encouraging people. I love speaking truth and life over people's lives. I love meeting with one another, encouraging people. Many of you will know this. And that's what I feel like God's placed on my life. Or what's He placed on your life? To bless people with the divine nature of God. See, there's a participation in this. That's why I love e-groups. E-groups are not just a place for uh, meeting together and hanging out and caring for one another. But e-groups are also a place to see some of your spiritual gifts outworked. The prophetic nature, the encouragement, the praying, the healing, the breakthrough. There's a participation in this. In, um, in Matthew chapter 25, many will, will know the, the parable of the talents. That's all about a participation. The master comes and gives, gives to the three servants, five, two, and one talent. And then he goes away. What's he doing? He's like, hey, I'm asking you to participate in what I've given to you. 
And we know that two participated. One just dug a hole in the ground and didn't use what God had given to him. See, the principle of, 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 of participation is so important. Because what happens to the person who, who, who didn't use what God had given, it actually got removed from them and given to someone else. I don't know about you, but to me, that would be super disappointing. I don't care that the Bible said, you wicked and lazy servant. Probably tell him something he didn't know. I know when I've been lazy. I know I don't need someone to point it out to me. But the worst thing, the most disappointing thing would be if something, got, if God removed something off my life because I was choosing not to use it. Come, where, have you, where has God called you to participate? See, there's partnership, but then there's going to the gym. Then there is participation. Last one this morning is protection. I really believe, and the musicians can come up, thank you. In Colossians chapter 3, and there's a few things out of the whole chapter, but I'll try and get through them. I believe in kingdom principles. I believe in, the, in, in what Christ has done for us. And I pray you do. And this morning, open up your heart, because we, we have a job to do. It says this, since you have been raised to new life, Colossians chapter 3, new living, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Just think about that for a second. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Start of the year, what are your sights set on? Um, I, I have a, a, a sight every year. Every year, this sight is there. Lose weight. Is there every year? Lose some weight. Do you want to know where I've set that site? Probably about here. It's really like it's a hope and a dream, but it's not really, I'm not setting my sights on it. Why? Because if I was setting my sights on it, I'd position myself so I would be looking at it properly. There would be a partnership. There would be a participation. But the Bible says here to, Set your sights on the realities of heaven. And in, in, in this year, we've got, we've got this COVID thing. People are going to get ill. People are not going to feel well. People are going to go through stuff. People are going to have to isolate. People are going to not be here. But what are you going to set your sights on? Are you going to set your sights on the realities of heaven? Or are we going to set our sights on, oh man, today I have to get someone to bring me KFC. Obviously, I haven't set my sights on losing weight. No, we set your sights on the realities of heaven that God is with you. God is for you. God has anointed you. When Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden in Christ God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in His glory. See, your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. I, I, I'm guilty of making taking the easiest option rather than the kingdom option. I'm guilty of, ah, oh, man, but, ah, oh, well, 
this is easier rather than honouring God here? But are you setting your sights on the realities of heaven, thinking of heaven? It goes on, so put to death the sinful earthly earthly things lurking within you have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't get greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world, because these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malice behavior, or malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and becoming like Him. See, that's, that's a bit like the participation principle. See, I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but let God participate in your life. Let Him renew you from the inside out. We've all got areas that we're struggling in. We've got areas that we're challenged in. We've got areas that, uh, that, that we might be uh, like feeling like we're missing the mark with God, but that's the participation of the gospel of Christ at work within us. And He loves you so much that He wants to participate with you. He wants to walk with you and work with you, the Bible says. But let's, let's protect heavenly culture. Let's protect kingdom culture. Let's not bring Christ down to our level. Let's set our sights on heaven's reality. Um, verse 11. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slaved or free. Christ is all that matters and He lives in all of us. Kingdom culture, He lives in all of us. He lives in you this morning. You can do it. Through Christ, you can do all things, the Bible says. You can do it. Why? Because He lives in you. Since God chose you to be holy people He loves, you must clothe yourself with tender heart of mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Kingdom culture. Kingdom culture. No one's perfect but we live to bring kingdom culture into our worlds. Verse 14, Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as a member of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Come on, this, this year, clothe yourself in God. Close yourself in His righteousness. Close yourself in His goodness. Close yourself in His promises. Close your, clothe yourself, not close yourself. Close, try, try and say close 10 times. Anyway, clothe yourself. When you might be feeling slightly anxious, when you might be challenged to hold on to faith rather than be rocked by what's going on around the world, Clothe yourself in the realities of heaven. See, there's a principle where we protect ourselves by the kingdom principle. Verse 16, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. 
teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom He gives. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Going through a hard time. Don't go, don't go to someone who's just going to sympathize with you. Don't worry, we, we love you. Go to someone who's going to lift you. Go to someone who's going to lift you up out of. Go to someone who's going to say, you know what? Come on, fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Yes, have friends who are going to sympathize you, but go to someone who's going to say, you know what? Come on. I remember when someone was sick in this, in this church and I went up to them and I stared them in the eye a little bit aggressively. I said, don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give up. And they're still around. Praise God. Because sometimes we've got to help fix people's eyes on the reality of heaven. Sometimes we've got to help protect people. Everyone goes through it. How was John the Baptist with Jesus? John's in prison, sends his disciples. Tell me what Jesus is doing. Jesus goes back. Why? Because Jesus need, John needed his eyes fixed on the realities of heaven. Jesus sends back this message. He says, hey, tell John this. The blind see. The deaf hear, the lame walk. And there's a reality of heaven where we protect it for one another. So I don't know about you, but the Bible says, you know, the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. There's beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, life, life in its fullness, kingdom culture. It's kingdom culture. Luke chapter 15, 10.1. Ten coins, one's lost, go after it. hundred people, shepherd goes after one. Kingdom culture, no one gets left behind. So this morning, kingdom culture is about partnership, participation, and protection. Why don't we stand our feet, we're going to praise and close. pray you've got faith. I know you've got faith. You're amazing people. Keep your eyes fixed on the realities of heaven. Just take a couple of minutes. Where's the partnership? The partnership with you and God. And He died and He rose again. He took my sin, He took your sin on the cross. And a partnership came. The Bible says, by faith, if you open your heart and declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and He's faithful and just to forgive us from all of our sin and live righteously. That's the first moment, partnership. In a moment, we're gonna pray about that partnership. Maybe you're here in this room and you've never started that partnership of the gospel of, of Jesus. And this morning, you can give your heart to Jesus. 
you can start that partnership. But maybe it's about participation. You just feel, because we can get into this place where we're just doing the day-to-day, the mundane, not really bringing Christ into it. We're not really fixing our eyes on the reality of heaven. We can just turn things over like normally do, go to bed, wake up, eat food, say hi to a few people, a few emails, come home, watch Netflix, go to bed, do the same. Where, where, where do you need a partner with God? Where do you need to actually go to the gym? Why? Because He desires. And everyone knows the gym is good for you. Here's the thing is, partnering with Christ is good for you. Every day, walking with Jesus. Where do you need to protect the realities of heaven? The principles of heaven. The lame will walk, the deaf will hear, the blind will see. Joy, mourning for joy, joy for mourning. Beauty instead of ashes, hope and a future. Life, life in its fullness. Father, right across this room, in every location online, I just thank you, Lord, that the realities of heaven are true and real. And I thank you, Lord, for the partnership you have with us through Christ. And as we participate, Lord, as we stir up the Holy Spirit that's within us, and as we fix our eyes on the reality of heaven, I thank you, Lord, that we can always walk forward and always walk into the hope and future that you have declared for every single person. I pray right now, Lord, for every person that might be going through a challenge or a difficulty. That, Lord, where there might be an illness or a sickness or, or an area of breakthrough that is needed. I thank you, Lord, that right now, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you are fixing, you are, you are turning those things around right now. Whatever area needs to be um, shifted or changed, Father, in Jesus' name, we declare that. And we receive your grace and we receive your peace. Holy Spirit, I thank you that we have kingdom culture in us. And I thank you for New Zealand, Aotearoa. Thank you for the people of this land, the people that live in this country, all the communities, all the cultures. Celebrate them. More, but high above, Lord, we celebrate the kingdom culture that you have for us, that we are one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.